On today's episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast, our two-week series of crossover episodes featuring hosts of the teams outside of the NFC South that will face the 2020 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We're going to welcome in Bear Motter, the host of the Locked On Los Angeles Rams podcast. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bucks Nation? Welcome to today's episode of the Locked on Bucks podcast. I am David Harrison, writer over at Bucks Nation, part of SB Nation, covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And no, this is not a solo episode for me. My co-host, as you guys know him, James Yarko, will be with us in just a moment. However, he's currently recording a segment with Trevor Sikma and Benjamin Solak of the Locked on NFL Draft podcast. So please make sure you're keeping your ears open, your eyes out for that and go give a listen to what James had to say to those two fine gentlemen over on that show. In the meantime, though, this episode of the Locked on Bucks podcast is, of course, brought to you by Built Bar, where you can go to BuiltBar.com and get $10 off of your first box of the best protein bars you will ever taste by using the promo code LOCKEDON at checkout if you don't believe us. You can check mine, James, or the Locked on Bucks Twitter feeds by going to DH82 underscore Bucks at JYarko underscore Bucks or at Locked on Bucks. We've had a couple of you hit us up on social media talking about your bars and your orders and how much you're enjoying them. Again, my family is enjoying them. Some of my army buddies are enjoying them, so I'm happy that you guys are as well. But on today's episode, as we move forward, we're going to welcome in Bear Motter, the host of the Locked On Los Angeles Rams podcast. If you've been listening to us for the last couple of weeks, you know we've gone through the AFC West teams. We've gone through the NFC North team. Welcome in the host of the Locked On Los Angeles Rams podcast, Bear Motter. Uh, we appreciate you joining us. Please don't leave after I ask you this question. It has been a week-long <laughs> series of ripping off Band-Aids, so we're going to keep the party going here. What do you think about the new uniforms and the new logo? You know what? The, the logo is growing on me, and I think that's the way the uniforms are going to be, too. I, I really like the uniforms. I mean, they they had some solid colors with the blue and the yellow, the uh, Ram, I think it's Ram Royal Blue and Soul Yellow, and then the Bone White, which is... what. Ha- I didn't like it at the beginning, and it's growing on me as I've seen some releases of players actually wearing it. It's the first time the NFL's had anything like it. They had to get special approval for it. So it's kind of cool in that aspect. Uh, people aren't fans of that that double horn, kind of the break in the horn, but I, I like it. I think the helmets look sleek. So uh, I'm going out there on record and saying I'm all for it. At the end of the day, just go get some W's. I don't care if you're wearing practice jerseys. Just go win some games out here in the NFC West. That's all that really matters. Yeah, I, I had even tweeted out from the Bucks Nation account that had the Buccaneers not gone back to the Super Bowl era uniforms and they had kept their digital alarm clock jerseys from the last five <laughs> years, between the Rams and the Falcons, they would no longer have the worst uniforms in the NFL. There you go. That's all it takes. And I think that's what <laughs> we keep looking back to as well as going, hey, at least there are the Atlanta Falcons and the, the, the gradient numbers that they did and, and their gradient jerseys overall. Um, yeah, there's a lot of question marks about it, but I think it just, for me, it's like, you know, if we if we go four and whatever next year, then I'm really going to hate the uniforms. But if we come out and win some ball games, I don't think we're going to be talking about it. We've had uglier uniforms in the past. That's, that's very true, actually. Um, and I do have to give the Rams, uh, their creative and communications department some credit, though, because those videos that they sent out on social media of like Cooper Cup and uh, there was another, or I think it was Robert Woods, kind of like living their home life in the uniforms. Those were pretty entertaining. I'm not gonna lie, I, I kind of enjoyed. I don't know, just the 
the the contrast of Cooper Cup looking in his pantry wearing the, the right. new uniform or the freezer, I think it was. Um, so I will give him credit for that. Not a huge fan of the uniform personally, but I mean, you're never going to make everybody happy. Um, so, but I think you know, I think you hit the nail right on the head. And a lot of Bucks fans have said the same thing about the new Bucks uniforms. They like them, but if they get associated and tied to losing, everybody's going to hate them in five years. So, like you said, if the Rams win in those uniforms, and everybody's going to love them, and they'll become classics. Yeah, that's it. And and we've got two more uniforms that looks like they're going to be really releasing over the next two years. So they keep teasing this out. And you gave a pat on the back to the marketing team. I've been really tough on them. I think that video was was a decent one, probably one of the better ones they've had out. But the release of the logo, the lack of communication in the in the uniform drop, uh, their PR department has taken a little bit of a hit here in Rams world, at least in the media side, especially when you got the LA Chargers out here who quietly did their own logo release and did their jersey release and they had this uh when they did the schedule release they had frontline workers releasing the schedule they did so many great things and i think the rams really lost in that aspect at least in the market here and they've still got some time to turn around but uh thankfully this is done and moving on to the next step because if we can focus back on football Everything else has been a little bit messy out here in Los Angeles, at least for the Rams. Yeah, well, let's dive into the football aspect because <clears throat> somebody that will not be wearing these new uniforms is running back Todd Gurley, who went off to Atlanta. Now, there there have been some injury problems. Of course, it was the big story of why isn't Todd Gurley being used when the Rams were in the Super Bowl against the Patriots and you know, kind of these lingering knee issue rumors and Sean McVay won't ever commit to anything. But now Todd Gurley's off in Atlanta. What does the loss of Gurley mean for Jared Goff and this Rams offense? Yeah, the, the loss of Todd Gurley is big, but at the end of the day, it, it's kind of nice to not have to worry about this injury of whether it's an injury or whether it's not. You can look at that group and just say every one of those running backs is ready to go and is 100%, right? And I think that's a big thing for Jared Goff because last year, a lot of it ended up on his shoulders. He's not, in my eyes, he's not that quarterback yet where he's going to go and say, hey, look, we can have a bad offense line. We can have two wide receivers missing or the running game's not working. I'll go get it done. He's not there. He's really a facilitator the way I look at it um, and when he does best. And that really works with having a running game. And you look at those years that, you know, uh, especially at Super Bowl year in 18 and the year before that in 17 when Sean McVay popped onto the scene and they had 11 wins coming off that, that four-win season. A lot was getting it on, done on the ground. Todd Gurley had back-to-back seasons where – you know, maybe in some conversations he was up for an MVP award. You know, I know the running backs don't usually get those, but uh, he definitely put up those numbers to represent that. And last year, uh, the knee, the injury, the question marks, having a game plan coming into the offseason on, you know, his workload and all that, and then kind of how it carried over into the season. You saw there were times where Jared Goff threw the ball 45, 55 times a couple times uh, this past season. That's just not his style. I think he needs to work into the ground game. So I'm really excited to have Cam Akers here. Daryl Henderson, who I know they're really high on and uh, was a little banged up last year. So hopefully he can find a role here. Uh, but getting back to, you know, pounding the rock a little bit, working off the play action, Jared Goff back in those 17-18, one of the best play action quarterbacks in the league last year, one of the worst. Uh, and so the offense just needs a reset button. I think they'll be fine. They've got tons of talent around them. Uh, Jared Goff down here, but this year is going to uh, a lot. It's going to be on his shoulders to see if if it's two years in a row that he's kind of let us down or if last year was just a funk and, and everything kind of went wrong last year. More with Bear in just a minute. But first, you know, we got to talk to you guys about Built Bar. 
Built Bars are the best protein bars out on the market today. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, 16 amazing flavors. There's eight chocolate and nut flavors, eight chocolate and nut-free flavors. The nut-free are made in a completely separate area, so there's no cross-contamination for anyone with any allergy concerns. And now, They've added a few more flavors. Dark chocolate cookie dough, mango, and peach cobbler are all out. And if you order with Built Bar, you can add a six-bar box of the dark chocolate cookie dough, mango, or peach cobbler for just $9.95, which means if you use promo code Locked On to get $10 off your first order, you're getting one of those new three flavors for free. Yeah, that just happened free six bar box by saving the $10 and then adding on one of these new flavors. All the bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft, easy to chew, and these things are fantastic. The mint brownie I got in the mail today, 15 grams of protein, 110 calories, four grams of sugar, five grams of net carbs. So head over to builtbar.com, use promo code locked on to receive $10 off your first order and Go ahead and throw in one of those new flavors, dark chocolate cookie dough, mango, and peach cobbler. You can add a six-bar box for only $9.95. And coming next week, peanut butter banana, pineapple upside-down cake, coconut pecan pie, and blueberry lemon. It just keeps getting better and better. Head to BillBar.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off your first order. Wrapping up our two-week crossover series here, David Harrison, James Yarko, the Locked On Bucks podcast, joined now by Bear Motter of the Locked On Los Angeles Rams podcast. Yeah, Bear, I got to tell you, uh, when, when when Todd Curley went to Atlanta, we did some some NFC South Divisional crossover work, and I took some some heat from my co-host there for not really talking about Todd Gurley on that episode because, I don't know, like I, I liked what Todd did early on in his career. I'm happy that he kind of, you know, there were, there were concerns coming out of school about whether he would even have a career. So I was really happy for him, but then to see what's happened since that postseason run, uh, just it's kind of a wait and see type of thing for me. But something that the Rams did do that we can talk about uh, is is kind of help out the wide receiver core. Now we know they traded Brandon Cooks, but they also drafted Van Jefferson out of Florida, a guy that a lot of Buccaneers fans voiced their desire for the Buccaneers to go after uh, on social media. What kind of role do you see Van Jefferson filling on this team? Yeah, it's going to be really interesting because the nice thing about Van and that you really like about him is he he reminds you so much of two of the guys that are already here in Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. Great route runner, uh, kind of under the radar speed. Uh, I know you know you look at him and you see some speed, but not a lot of people really talking about that. He was the fastest guy at the Senior Bowl uh, with pads on. I don't care if you can run a four four or four two without pads on. When you're moving left and right and you got shoulder pads on, it's going to take down some speed. You saw Van Jefferson uh, being one of the fastest guys at the pro or at the Senior Bowl it was pretty exciting. Uh, Josh Reynolds is the third wide receiver. The Rams are really high on him. I'm not so much. I think he's going to kind of get the. Uh, the nod to kind of have the opportunity to, to start and get a lot of those reps. But I think Van Jefferson is going to find his little niche in that offense. They're going to find a way to get him involved, obviously, because of the things we talked about his speed and his route running. Um, but I think he's just more talented than Josh Reynolds, who's been around here for a few years and had has had a couple opportunities with some of the injuries to Brandon Cooks in the past. So I think it's Van Jefferson kind of slowly through the season. You'll see him working more and more. And by the end 
uh, you know, he's going to be that third wide receiver if the Rams continue to go a little 11 personnel, which I do think they're going to move a little bit more to 12 personnel as we did at the end of the year. Tyler Higby really seemed to take off at the end of the year. Jared Goff had a little bit better pressure, uh, you know, containment as far as, you know, pass blocking. So um, Van Jefferson really excited about him in the offense. And I think they're going to make it a point if you're a second round pick, uh, especially at a skill position, you had a big guy leaving that they're going to find a way to get him the ball. Yeah, and I have to I have to agree with you. I mean, uh, Josh Reynolds had some excitement coming out of college. I think you know there was like a cult following of his uh, that were really excited to see what he could do. It just really hasn't come to fruition. Uh, but Van Jefferson, I mean, if he steps into that third role, though, Bear, that means that the Rams, their their three primary wide receivers are all six one or shorter. Josh Reynolds, the only guy on the roster I can see that is above six one. What is it about Sean McVay and short wide receivers? Like, is is it just is that the system fit? Because it seems to me that Jared Goff might need some some longer targets, some bigger targets to throw at. Yeah, no, I totally, totally get that. And there was there was a time when you started to look around that that group and Josh Reynolds, you kind of expected to kind of be that big body guy that can go out and be that red zone target. That's the one thing they are missing. Uh, I'd say their big tall guy is Tyler Higby. He's six foot six tight end, and you want to see him kind of get a little bit more involved, especially in the red zone. They love to do those little bubble screens down at the at, at the um in the red zone inside the 10 kind of let cooper cup run and and work some blocking robert woods underrated blocking as well out there but uh that is one piece of this offense that just has never really been here and they found a way uh in the 17 and 18 season to put up crazy numbers uh so i don't think it's really a factor i think at the end of the day you would like to have you know, that big six foot six guy down at the end that maybe you could toss it up you know inside the red zone but uh, Tyler Higby most likely is going to be that guy this year. And the rest is just, hey, if you can get open, uh, and these guys are really good yards after the catch, Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, that uh, they'll find a way to get it done. But you're right, very short wide receiver group uh, as a whole. Now, speaking of somebody else uh, that that a lot of Buccaneers fans were clamoring for in the uh, in the 2020 NFL draft, we talked about the departure of Todd Gurley. Let's talk about the arrival of running back Cam Akers, who's going to come in and probably be a big contributor to this offense. Yeah, he's a, a really, really good running back. He's a solid pass catcher out of the backfield. Talk a little bit about how you think the Rams are going to be able to utilize Cam Akers and and maybe give give that running game back to Jared Goff that he was missing with Todd Gurley kind of in and out of the lineup and maybe help Goff uh, – you know, regain his 2018 form. Yeah, that's the one thing you got to like about Cam Makers is you look at what he can bring. He does a little bit of everything, right? He can catch the ball out of the backfield. He's a power back that can kind of run you over. He also very patient back and can kind of set up his own holes, which if you go back and watch some of the film, that's some of the fun things to watch about him is it looks like nothing's there and all of a sudden he pops out the side and he's found a way and he also has some of that breakaway speed. So he's got a little bit of everything that makes you excited, especially when you look at the Rams. They've done a lot of that outside zone scheme running. Seems like he'd be a good fit in that. So I'm excited to get him in here. Again, you talked about Todd Gurley leaving. Average of over 200 carries over the past five seasons for the Rams. That's a big hole to fill as far as uh, you know who's going to take on those carries. So Daryl Henderson back there. But you, you look uh, at Cam and you assume that he's going to take on at least 60 65% of that that carry load, uh, and then you're trying to figure out you know, how to involve the rest. Don't forget about Malcolm Brown, who uh, really good at the goal line. The Rams loved uh, you know, Todd Gurley looking back and how many, how many touchdowns he scored. So many of those came with inside the 10, inside the 5. Uh, that most likely could be Malcolm Brown. 
But then again, the great thing about Cam is he's got the body to, to be the goal line back as well. I think his biggest thing is going to be in pass protection. And I think that's where Malcolm Brown steps back in as being kind of the veteran guy to be able to get that done. But I love this trio of wide uh, running backs. Uh, giving the Rams some option. My only thing is now, hopefully, uh, with having a new offensive coordinator, he can continue to whisper into Sean McVay's ear during the game because there were times where Sean McVay, including that Bucks game last year, and yes, we were down a lot and had to come back, but he just totally walked away from the run game and got a little pass heavy. He's known to do that from time to time during the game, kind of get away from the game plan. So hopefully with Kevin O'Connell whispering in his ear, hey, remember we drafted a running back in the second round? Okay, let's give him the rock like five more times in this drive, okay? Let's see if that will work. Um, but I think that's it. Just consistency allowing these guys to get off. Continuing our conversation today with Bear Motter, the host of the Locked On Los Angeles Rams podcast. So Bear, obviously the, the Rams fans and the Rams themselves obviously are going to want to win this game in Tampa when they play in 2020. Uh, but more important, obviously, and always is the, the division games in the NFC West that the Rams have coming up. And you look around the division, it seems like a division that's gotten better overall. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals and adding DeAndre Hopkins, you, you assume, or they obviously they're in the hope that Kyler Murray takes a step forward in his, in his next season. Uh, the, the Seattle Seahawks having you know a relatively strong season. Uh, again, more experience under the belt and some added pieces there. And the San Francisco 49ers coming off a Super Bowl year, which Rams fans and Buccaneers fans and everybody close to them know is not necessarily a guarantee of success for the next season either. But for, for the Rams... You know, losing Todd Gurley, you get Cam Akers. You lose Brandon Cooks, you get Van Jefferson. You lose Dante Fowler, but you get, you know, Terrell Lewis. I don't know if that's a direct replacement. How do you see the Rams heading into 2020 as, of, as they came out of 2019? Have they gotten better? Have they kind of stayed, you know, the same? And, and how do they stack up in the NFC West as far as you see them? Yeah, I don't, I don't know necessarily would say that they got better, which is, you know, kind of hurts to say as you're looking at. You always want to hear your team getting better in the offseason. But I think they – uh, weathered the storm pretty well as far as a couple of big free agents leaving and then being able to replace, uh, you know, four of their, you know, or four of their first picks in this draft are guys that can come in and immediately play, have an, have an area that they can step in. You mentioned Terrell Lewis coming in and, and being that replacement, hopefully for Dante Fowler. They also got Leonard Floyd, a guy just like Dante Fowler, Fowler a few years ago out of Jacksonville that, you know, people are ready to, you know, kind of sweep away and say he was a bust. The same thing out of Leonard Floyd coming from Chicago. So we're hoping that he can come in and kind of do the same thing. Hey, written off somewhere else, get a new chance out here. He's reconnecting uh, with Brandon Staley, who was a linebackers coach with them in Chicago. So uh, hopefully there's some familiarity there. But then uh, Terrell Burgess, who you're expected to kind of step in uh, for that Nikhil Roby Coleman nickel corner, as well as potentially uh, multiple areas in the safety. So we really like the team. I think they did a good job in filling some holes, but there are some big question marks. Corey Littleton gone. The, you know, you're, you're looking at a guy like Micah Kaiser, who a, a name across the national media, people are probably like, I don't, I don't know that one too well. He hasn't played very much at all here on the defense. He was injured all last year. And now he's stepping in to basically be the middle linebacker in a sense. And, and it, that's going to be interesting to see what the depth is at that position. But if you look at the division, it is pretty interesting because, you know, you, you just always banked on the Cardinals being in fourth place and just being bad. And now all of a sudden, uh, you know, even though last year they still ended up in fourth place, you started to see them shine a little bit, some opportunity to get better. Then they had a really awesome offseason with the draft. And then obviously, you know, getting the big time wide receiver to add in uh, with, you know, uh, Kyler Murray. So, that's really dangerous. The Seahawks, always good no matter what, as long as Russell Wilson's there and the 49ers with that defense and that running game. Uh, it's going to be a fun division. I'm not sure where the Rams fit in yet. You know, I like to think that we fit somewhere in that 
uh, 2-3 mark fighting for first. That if you're in second or third position, you're probably not far off from first place. And at the end of the day, you just hope with the new extension with the CBA in the playoffs, they would have made it last year, that hopefully they just find their way to be anywhere in those top three positions in the NFC West because it could be a division that represents three teams in the new playoff format. And Bear, finally, let's go ahead and fast forward to a uh, a fun Monday night about midway through the season. And how do you see the Los Angeles Rams stacking up against this new look Tampa Bay Buccaneers team? Oh, man. It was a game I was already excited about, you know, kind of coming into this. And all of a sudden, you know, you hear, um, you know, we also have uh, the New England Patriots on, on the schedule. And you thought, okay, Tom Brady, as this was developing – oh, we may not have to see him here in this season. All of a sudden he goes to Tampa and you're like, oh, great. Not only do we see him, but we see him on the road instead of getting him here at home, which the Patriots are here this year. And then it's on Monday night football. And then you hear Gronk's coming back. And then this matchup just gets harder and harder. And you're going back to last year uh, when Jameis Winston dropped 50-something points on us. Uh, hopefully the defense can kind of come correct. And that's going to be a fun game. The, the interesting part is it's uh, two weeks removed from the Rams' bye. They come off, they face Seattle uh, at home right after that bye, and then go on the road to Tampa Bay. So that's a tough way. And then followed by San Francisco. So those three weeks coming off that bye are extremely important to this Rams season. It's not just a uh, you know non-divisional game as far as in the NFC West. It's really important, uh, and it's going to be a fun one. But I think it's going to be tough. I, we don't know what this offense is going to look like with Tom Brady. You, I mean, with all the uh, stuff you see on paper, it looks like it's going to be unbelievable. You know, probably the best wide receivers he's had since Randy Moss, you know, left him. But, um, you know, I'm really interested about this game. I think the Rams at that point, hopefully, are kind of coming together. Their defense with Jalen Ramsey. Uh, I really like our secondary, which I think is important coming into this matchup. Aaron Donald, always you want to you get excited about him versus anybody. So I think that one, again, is going to go back to the offense. I think our defense can find a way to stay pace in that game. Can our offense then find a way to build a way to um, you know create a lead in that game? And this team is going to be interesting. Can they win the close games? This one should be a close game, you would hope. Um, so that's going to really come down. This young team, can they win the close ball games on the road, in the spotlight, McVay's got a pretty good record in primetime, but this one's a little bit different down in Tampa Bay with Tom Brady. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us and helping us wrap up this crossover series. Why don't you let all of our listeners know where they can find everything you're doing about the Los Angeles Rams? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter, LA underscore Rambling Bear, and the show Lockdown Rams, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, five days a week, just like these guys here your team every day only on the Lockdown Podcast Network. So check it out. If you ever want to see what's going on out in the West Coast, uh, dial in. We're always talking Rams football and having a good time over there. All right, guys, that's going to wrap up our show. It's going to wrap up our week. Guys, we will catch back up with our NFC South rivals in July as we get near training camp and get closer to the return of football. Until then, James and I have got plenty of stuff coming up for you guys. Please follow along on Twitter at DH82 underscore Bucks at JYarko underscore Bucks. Find everything that James and I are writing about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers over at BucksNation.com, part of SB Nation, and on Twitter at Bucks underscore Nation. Follow the show at Locked on Bucks. Give us your input. Give us your thoughts. Uh, last year, guys, we did this, and you guys were amazing about it. If you have a show idea, if you have a topic you want us to discuss, go ahead and shoot that over to us, and if we can fit it into the schedule, we will be more than happy to do so. Leave those voicemails and those show ideas at 813-444-5841. 
or hit us up on Twitter. You can message either one of us or you can hit up the show or you can email us at LockedOnBucksPodcast at gmail.com. Whatever method you choose, we love hearing from you guys, so we hope you continue to do so and let us know what you think. Again, this show, this episode has been brought to you by Built Bar. Head over to BuiltBar.com right now and use the promo code LOCKEDON as you check out to get $10 off your first box of the best protein bar you will ever try. Until we speak again next week, please be safe. Please be healthy. As James would like to say, wash your hands. And thank you for joining us right here at Locked On Bucks.